0: what's going on everyone who let the dogs out woof, 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 woof. that's a cool introduction right there welcome to barking for balance the podcast where we talk about dogs but we can talk about anything else that we want to talk about that is meant to teach inspire and entertain who let the dogs out woof, 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 woof. that happens to be my uh, my ringtone just uh, just FYI on my business phone so <laughs> in case you were wondering but what is going on, everyone? Thank you for joining this episode of Barking for Balance. I am Pat the Pac-Man. I am the dog behavior and rehabilitation specialist at Pac-Man to the Rescue, canine solutions and coaching. And this episode, we're going to discuss about different types of professionals. You know, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I do and why I uh, focus on training people, not training dogs. That's the mantra. It's about training people, not training dogs. i to tell you a little bit about why that is. And I want to go over how uh, the different types of, of dog professionals are available. This so way, you can make some decisions as to uh, what you feel is appropriate, and what my, you know, I'm gonna give you some some opinions on, on what I feel about certain one of those. And sprinkled in there, we're gonna talk Sicilian. We gotta sprinkle in the Sicilian words and the Sicilian phrases. So preparamon. Yeah. So um, that's that's kind of like the the topics. But I'm also Gonna sprinkle that in about not just not just Sicilian stuff, but I want to sprinkle in a little bit about comparing, you know, ourselves to others and comparing our dogs to others at the same time, just because I feel like it plays a role with um, with some of the stuff that that we're just, we're going to talk about today. And um, you know, as far as like the professionals, listen, there's a lot of different opinions and a lot of different uh, available options when it comes to quote unquote, you know, train your dog and you know i'm i'm totally against the word training your dog for a bunch of different reasons i'm not sure that there's a podcast enough uh you know we're gonna be here all night if we go into like that kind of stuff which at one point i will go into i have to but the word training really annoys me because everybody wants to train their dog everybody wants a well-trained dog you know i got news for you Every single dog is well trained. You know, training is about teaching your dog to perform certain tricks. You know, that's really what training is. You teach your dog to perform. Now, when I say the word training, I'm not talking about like more more specialized types of training, like, you know, bomb detection and cadavers and, 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 you know, service dogs and none of that stuff. I'm talking about just the general basic you know, dog training stuff—sits, stay, lay down—you know that kind of crap. And then even the more, again, quote-unquote advanced—you know, advanced recall and off-leash and all this happy horse shit. So, um, the different types of, of 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 trainers and professionals, we'll call them, um, that 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 you want to work with or that you want to listen to and follow—you know—it varies based on what your personal opinion is now. The different types of professionals stem from traditional dog trainers. They use treats. They teach your dog to sit, to stay, to lay down. That's really it, okay? And we're going to discuss my personal opinion about those dog training types at a later time because that will be an entire podcast. Ariketa Your ears are going to hurt for how many bad words are going to come out of my mouth. So, preparamone, uh, go. I'm kind of hungry, actually. Speaking of hungry, let me let me let me just deviate for a second. Listen, this is barking for balance, right? So on barking for balance, we talk about anything. We talk about stuff that's meant to teach, inspire, and entertain. We talk about dogs, but we talk about really whatever it is that pops in our heads, and especially in my head. And just something just popped in my head that I want to just—I've been meaning to get into this. So it just popped into my head. I'm very very hungry, which. I am I'm always hungry, so it's not exactly a shocker. But uh, let's get into the whole topic of this is going to be really interesting, and my personal response on this is going to is going to be interesting. It's the whole topic of is it called sauce or is it called gravy? Oh, here we go. Very interesting. And my my actual my response to this is going to be uh, is going to be surprising to most of you guys. So, is it sauce or is it gravy? Well, here it is. Sauce and gravy. How do I begin? So, sauce is basically the red stuff. It's made out of tomatoes. It's got basil, you know, some onions, some olive oil. It's very, very plain, very, very simple. It goes on pizza, the whole bit. Gravy is the brown stuff. It comes from an animal byproduct. You put it on turkey, that kind of thing. Now, in America, people call gravy sauce. But here's the thing. Yes, it is the red stuff, but the red stuff includes a meat prod- byproduct, such as meatballs, the sp- spittina, you know, uh, a you know, got meatballs. I'm getting hungry just thinking about this stuff, by the way, but, you know, brujol and and the, the ribs and, and, and the sausage mm. The sausage in the, in the meat sauce in the, in the sauce. Mm. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so, so this traditional red sauce that contains these meat items is technically, technically not sauce anymore because it has this meat stuff, whether it's like a ragu type thing where it has chopped meat, you know, it's technically not sauce anymore. So here's where the conflict is, is people that call that gravy are actually um, not calling it what it legitimately is. And when you're a real Italian like myself, and for a while, I actually had this argument because I was on the sauce side. It's red, it's sauce. If it's brown, it's gravy. But here's the thing. If it has meat in it, then it's technically not sauce anymore, but on the same token, it's not gravy anymore either. You know what I mean? Because yes, gravy comes from meat, sauce comes from the tomatoes, but now we got the two together. So here's the problem: we are calling something, something we're calling something that already has an association with something else, and that's really what's pissing off the italian community the real italian community i'm not talking about the americanized italian community italiana vero bello 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 those that really understand italian that speak italian fluently understand the culture the whole bit you know have relatives old school from off the boat like i do you know those people take offense when you call sauce gravy and i completely agree i completely agree with that When you call anything that's red gravy, that is disrespectful, because gravy is the brown stuff. Now, there needs to be a word, a separate word, and let's vote on it, guys. Let's come up with the word now. You know what I'm saying? Let's put some. Let's put some kind. Let's let's write it up. Let's write up what we should call. A meat byproduct. Now, before I get into this and we go further with this topic, I want to remind you all to make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Barking for Balance. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon. And if you want to watch it on YouTube, you could do the same. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss these kind of discussions. We're going to be talking about dogs too, but right now we're talking about sauce versus gravy. What is it? We're going to get into that. There you go. So, The bottom line is make sure you subscribe. That's the bottom line. No, I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, but seriously, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon. So you don't miss out on this podcast. This is cool. Pat the Pac-Man, come on, Barking for Balance. It's where it's at. Talk about all sorts of cool stuff. So there needs to be a different word that that signifies that particular item, okay? In Sicilian, or I'm sorry, in Italian, we have il sugo, that's in Italian, il sugo, S-U-G-O. That's what's called something different from sauce. You know what I'm saying? That ne- There needs to be a word that describes that particular item, okay? In Sicilian, we call it usugo. That's right. Pasta Okay, so it's a separate word that signifies a completely different item. Now, if you take the, the sauce and it's just a sauce without the, the meat in it and you put it on the pot, top the, on top of the pasta. I'm getting hungry, so I'm stuttering. Oh, boy. When I talk to my mom and have her make some of this stuff, she's so Okay, so getting back to this topic now. You put it on the pasta it's yes it's still red now granted if you, if you if you're familiar it's like i'm stuttering i'm getting so goddamn hungry I should have eaten before I ran i i, I recorded this podcast but whatever so you put it on a plate it's a little darker it's almost like a maroonish color it's no longer red it's maroonish color because it contains the animal byproduct this the the, the 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 fat evil it's not for dieters you know it's not I'm, um, you know, when that's a cheat meal right then and there. And then the sauce, mm, okay. Anyway, so it's a different item. So it's sauce, right? It's gravy. And then what are we going to call this item? This way, there's no confusion as to what it is. You know what I mean? It's no, there's no confusion. It's something different. It's not sauce and it's not gravy, guys. I don't care what you say. And you could argue about this until kingdom come it is not gravy. And the problem is that it's insulting to Italians. That's the bottom line because it's not gravy. Gravy is something completely different. So you're disrespecting what that actually is if you call it gravy. So we need to come up with a word that is just meant for that particular item. So Let's think about it. Let's give me some ideas. We'll talk about it on the next podcast, and I'll be more than happy to, uh, to take a poll, and we can start calling it that kind of stuff. You know, We'll put it out there in the, on the internet, and we'll say, this is what it's called from now on. This way, there'll be peace. Listen, there's a lot of, right now, there's wars all over the place. This one against that one, politics and religion, and oh, let's end the war on sauce and gravy. Let's end this war, at least, okay? Can we have peace? In the gravy sauce community, please let's have oh, nice and calm. Come on. Let's have some peace amongst this amongst this topic, you know? Very, very annoying topic because it's not sauce and it's not gravy. So it really pisses me off at some time because it's not sauce. And, and the argument is it's sauce. No, it's gravy. It's neither one. It's neither one. It's a whole different thing. Okay, so let's come up with a different name for it. Let's end this topic once and for all. I will be the inventor of it. I'll be be famous. You could build a statue. Hello. You know what I'm saying? So let's 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 come up with an idea. So bottom line, guys, let's end this war. It's not sauce. It's not gravy. It is something completely different sauce that has meat items in it is no longer sauce but it is definitely not gravy either so that is how it works the judge has decreed boom well, my teatro, the hammer click done jury out and whatever i don't know whatever the judge says when the court's courts in session or courts over or i don't know let's go eat because i'm hungry so anyway that's that topic right there now going back <laughs> i mean seriously I want to hear some suggestions. I want to hear some suggestions on what you think. Sauce or gravy, it's not either one. What are we going to call it? I have no idea. I'm going to think about it too, and we're going to talk about it next time. Okay? That's for sure. So on the topic of dogs and not comparing yourself, and that's why it's very important to not compare yourself, because we can't compare sauce to gravy and gravy to sauce. It doesn't make sense. When we compare And I know I'm completely off topic, but you know what, it's important to understand why we shouldn't compare. And I know I was talking about the different types of professionals. But again, on Barking for Balance, we talk about whatever, you know what I'm saying? But the topics are it meant to teach inspire and entertain so this particular one is about inspiration but it's inspiration against people but it's inspirational against for dog not not against people it's inspirational for the people but it's also inspirational for the dog so it helps both it helps the people and it helps the dogs that's why it's about training people not training dogs haha we're going to get to that why that's important to me in a second as well so why can't you compare yourself to others and other under circumstance, circumstance your your circumstances to others or yourself to others um, and also compare your dog to others other dogs but the previous dogs or other people's dogs you just can't do that because you don't know first of all you know people people lie You know, people put on social media how happy they are with their relationship and how happy they are with their spouse. And then three weeks later, they're divorced and then they're with somebody else. So we don't really know. So you could be sitting there going, oh, I'm so depressed. I'm so upset because this, you know, I'm lonely and I got this and that. Whatever. You don't know what other people are going through. So focus on yourself. You know, God has a plan for all of us. And our job is to be patient enough to wait until all the pieces are in place, and then God's going to give us what we want. But if we don't have faith, and we're not patient, then it defeats the whole purpose. You know what I mean? So don't fall for the trap of, you know, looking at somebody else's dog, for example, and saying, well, I wish my dog was like that. Behind closed doors, you don't know what the reality is, because that dog, again, may seem well trained, well behaved. But all of a sudden, that dog is being kept in in a bubble. For example, you know, that dog may be aggressive to people coming in the house. So you're outside walking, you you know, walking, you see this dog. Oh, my God, he's so nice. He's walking right by the owner's side. Yeah, maybe they train them with a shock collar, shock the shit out of this dog. And now this dog is walking beautifully on a leash. But as soon as somebody comes in the house, dog goes after them. We don't know that. So you're looking at your dog who is jumping on people when they come in thinking, well, I wish my dog was walking like that or your dog was pulling you on the leash. And well, I wish my dog was doing that. It doesn't matter what you have going on based on what's or compared to what somebody else has going on. Don't worry about it. You know, everybody has their own crosses to bear. Right. And so, you know, and it happens to me sometimes, too. I mean, I'm not going to lie that sometimes I compare myself to other people, even in the, in the, in the profession, you know, and the little jealousy kicks in, I guess, or a little bit of envy or whatever you want to call it. But you know what? Everybody has their own, their own, their own path. You know, everybody has to go down their own road and whatever you accomplish, you accomplish, whatever they accomplish, they accomplish. So you may be better than them. You may end up worse than them. some areas better, some areas worse. It's not a competition. Focus on you and also, you know, when it comes to your dogs, focus on you compared to how much better you can be and how much more you can learn to make your relationship with your dog better. That's really that's really what I want to, you know, get in your mind is don't focus on fixing the dog, fix the relationship with your dog. That's really is your focus, it should be your focus, you know. No, no, you have to understand that this is a relationship. Dog-human is a relationship. We have to provide what our dog wants and needs, and then our dog will provide us what it is that we want and need. As in divorce, you. otherwise it's divorce time. You know what I mean? Think about this logically. If you are with your spouse or your significant other or whatever, and you're not getting what you want from the other, but the other one is getting what they want from you, it's not a happy relationship, right? You know, Viera. Mm, I think you know what I'm talking about. So, you know, look yourself in the mirror and say, "Hmm, yeah, maybe I could do better." Not just with the dog, but your significant other as well. Again, barking for balance. I we help everybody here, you know. So, bottom line is all we have to do is focus on how to improve the relationship. Now, when people bring a new do- a dog into their life. Most of the time they're focused on what either they are wanting to get out of that relationship or what they think the dog needs in order to be happy. And most of the time, if not all of the time, that usually means that they just shower them with affection, love, attention, freedom, you know, give them the world, you know. It's not that. It's about balance. That's why it's about barking for balance is that word balance is so important is I'm not saying not to do all those things. Never in the world would would I say that. It's about balance, though. You can't just do that. You know what I mean? Because then if you're you're not fulfilling the other side, the other pieces, then the relationship is disjointed. Your dog wants structure. Your dog wants to understand what the expectations are. What do you want from them? If not, they're going to set their own. That's where the problems start. You know what I mean? So work on that relationship. Focus on what your dog wants from you first, not what you think you want or what they want or what you want to provide them. You know, everybody wants the love of a dog. A dog is just the most loving creature. Great. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more, but at what point do you love your dog the way they should be loved so what does that mean dogs don't require a lot they require exercise mental and physical stimulation they require rules boundaries directions, boundaries and limits right they require direction boundaries and limits structure right and then rewards and what are rewards rewards are everything food toys treats affection love attention whatever you know but it's a balance of the three right so even with my own clients two out of three. I don't have to teach them the third one, the reward part. Never. That's they already know how to do that. My job is to teach them what it is that they need to do so that their dog is happy, fulfilled, and well behaved so when we're talking about like the different types of professionals and i'm just going to give like a very vague description of this because quite frankly i really don't want to go into detail about it i'm just going to give you my personal opinion and just the the different options available so again we have the the dog training community you know the, 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 the 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 classes you go there and you got the treats and you're doing all these silly tricks and all these spinning around and the sits the stays okay great and my and then at the end you get the little certificate the little piece of paper at you you know you can wipe your ass with that piece of paper it's just oh my dog graduated from training school you know that's that's just that's just so stupid that whole certificate crap because that makes people feel that that's it it's done you know there's nothing else to do i'm done i did my my part my dog is well trained well behaved happy fulfilled everything everything is done Oh, it's so annoying that that whole certificate bullshit, but that's dog training sit, stay, lay down, you know. And then, then, then you have the those that, that do understand that that's all that they're focusing in on. Okay. If they are focusing in on just teaching those things, that's that's there. But then you have to have the side of those particular dog trainers. And this is where Usango Mescopia, Adesha, Mescopia. My blood boils with this one is the dog trainers who apply those systems of sits, they lay down and treats, but they try to pretend that they actually can fix behavioral issues, aggression and fear and all this kind of shit. And they fix them with the treats and the tricks. And of course that does not work. So, um, that's just my biggest pet peeve. And again, we'll get into that another time. But that's a different type of dog trainer. So the dog trainer, if you go to a dog trainer to, to, to teach specific things, that's fine. But they're not focusing on the brain of the dog. They're not fo- focusing on the psychology in the dog. They're just teaching you a couple of tricks, okay? And then the behavioral side, if you start off from the right on the right foot, you won't have any problems because you're starting things off the right way. So they won't go down the wrong path because you're keeping them on the right path fa senso oh, beda matche išime fanoneši refore, beda matche me fanoneši refore, they drive me crazy. Plus the fact that I'm very hungry after we talked about eats and bruschelle, espetine, and pui pieti, pui peta kusuko. Oh, all that stuff that goes in the the sauce that then becomes what is it? We still we haven't figured out the word. We got to come up with the word because I'm starving and I can't think about that. But anyway, so it just that just makes my blood boil because you know their, their 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 job is to teach obedience commands. That's their job. Their job is not to fix and handle and address behavioral issues. So they need to understand that it's different, right? Now, other types of professionals are you know, the ones that, um, I don't know how they are even in business. They're the ones that are just very violent. Uh, and I know that there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to Cesar Milan style, that he's very violent. Those people are just tree huggers who just don't get it. You know, that, that just because you correct the dog, you're just an evil person or just because you don't love and kiss your dog all day long and you give them a little bit of rules and you know, they just don't get it. And so I don't really, those are just stupid. I'm talking the ones that are just really violent, you know, use, use, you know, they beat the dogs into submission and just, I don't, I'm not even going to get into it because it just makes me want to go get my bow and arrow and just pew fire out some shots, but stay away from those assholes. Manala foot and cool. Sure. Um, then there's board and train community. So the board and train community, what is that? That's a very popular, um, a very popular way for people to send their dog away to get trained. So it's a boarding train means you know you send the dog away, you pay whatever. They stay with these people for whatever period of time, uh, and some of these are the ones you got to be careful because these are the ones that are a little you know shady. So just be careful which you know that that you know the place you go to are good, and um, you know they they keep your dog. They work on either training him, quote unquote, training him, like starting him off on the right foot or to fix problem behaviors. And, um, you know, there's there's some legitimate, legitimate places that understand what to do. And there's some places that are just bored and train. Right. So board and train are the ones that take your dog. They teach him how to sit, stay, lay down, how to walk on the leash, how to fetch all this stupid shit, how to, you know, recall, you know you could teach, I don't know why anybody would send their dog away to teach him that. I I have no idea. And it brings me to a point, um, you know, you know, I'll get into, I'll get into that in a second. I don't want to go into another tangent, but I want to talk about like this whole, you know, um, you know, the recall concept and why it's not really necessary to teach that stuff. But I'll get into that in a second. Uh, when I, when I talk about like why I train people and not dogs. And, and the bottom line is that, uh, you go to like one of these places, you know, that, you know, they teach this stuff, then they come back and okay, your dog is well trained, but whatever, you know, well trained dog means nothing to me. I mean, it, it well every dog in the world is is well trained. You know, we want dogs that are happy, fulfilled and well behaved. That's what we should want. So teaching them this crap, I'm not sure what the point of it is, but whatever it makes them feel like they do something. Okay, great. Then there's the ones that develop behavioral issues like aggression and fear and old anxiety, the major behavioral issues. And you know, some people just just can't handle it, just can't do it, um, you know, to learn what it's necessary to get that, why it even happened, or, you know, to get it fixed. They just don't have the, the the mental, emotional, and physical time, whatever, you know, ability to get it done. So you send them to these board and training facilities. Now, some places, yeah, they're, they're great. You know, they'll fix your dog, and you bring them back, and they're great and wonderful. Um, the question becomes, and some of them do, some of them don't. The question becomes, are they giving you the tools necessary to not let that happen again? Are they giving you the tools necessary to make sure that that stays the way it stays? So Let's talk about a few situations. So there was one case that actually I work with, with a client who had a dog who was aggressive towards them, to the family, very, very aggressive towards the family. And we worked on some stuff and, and it was like a, like a, like a, like a one step forward, one step back type situation with this family where they would progress and regress and progress and regress. They were just not emotionally and mentally strong enough. So they had to seek other means of fixing this problem, which I commend them for wanting to try to fix the problem in the in the first place. But Demojiman, because these are the people that you know did what was necessary, so they sent them to this board and training facility that I i I had heard of, and um, what I was they asked they asked me to keep an eye on to make sure that well, as to what was going on. The thing that I had a problem with was that the people that the person that they sent them to, to work on to work with, it seemed like this particular person was just doing nothing more than excessive exercise. So he was basically making their dog exhausted, biking, running, treadmill, you know, all this physical activity. So the question that was starting to pop into my mind was, OK, this guy is, you know, taking these dogs on like four, five, six, seven hour activity sessions. But that's just not a realistic lifestyle for most people. So the reason why this dog is not behaving the way he normally does when the owners would show up or when he would bring them to the owners during his you know, process of whatever it was that he was doing, they weren't being they were like, oh, my God, it's incredible. He's doing so great. OK, but the problem that I had was this is not a lifestyle that these people can maintain. You know, this dog is exhausted. That's why he's not behaving the same way. But they can't do the same stuff. They can't do that same kind of thing. So isn't this dog going to regress back to where he was before? That was just a question mark. And sure enough, as soon as he brought him back home within a matter of weeks, back to square one. And the problem was twofold. First of all, it was exactly what I said, the, 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 the excessive exercise. And number two is was that there was no trust, respect relationship with this family you know, that was the initial problem. It was a trust-respect relationship. That's why this dog was, was behaving aggressively towards his humans. So if you don't fix that, you're not fixing anything. We're back to square one when when if you're not addressing the reason why you have the problem. So it almost, again, it creates like this illusion that you're fixing it. But thousands upon thousands of dollars flushed down the toilet, in my opinion, you know and then they ended up having to get rid of the dog anyway and that was that so i tried to help them out but again their their mind wasn't in the right mental state so you know you listen it is what it was and it wasn't the right fit and that was that but the bottom line is here that this this was you know a, a situation i'm sure that this is not the first time you know you fix this like that you're not you're sending this dog back, but you're not really addressing how these dogs became that way in the first place. Now, I'm sure there's some places that actually do do that, which is the way it should be. So you handle like 90, 95% of it. And then dog goes home and you fill the gap by the people learning what it is that they're supposed to do based on what you just did to begin with. You basically, you know, got the ball rolling and now they have to continue to keep the ball rolling. So they're basically doing the same things that's when you have success because they're doing things differently than they were before. They got them in the situation in the first place. You know what I mean? So if they keep doing, if you do the same things, your results are still going to be the same too. So, you know, yeah, you, you know, the professional will start the ball rolling, get everything on the right path, but then the owners, the dog owners have to step in, continue to do the exact same things that the dog trainer behaviors, whatever was doing, and now the results are permanent the results are consistent you know what i mean because everybody's doing the same thing that's the secret you know and unfortunately there's not a lot of people that do that kind of stuff that's the sad part now when it comes to a lot of these kind of uh, professionals other professionals that are what i call the hot dogs and the hot dogs mean that they're the ones who just are showing showing off how awesome they are now i'm not going to lie love loved deed it I'm not going to lie. When I first started, I was one of the hot dogs. You know, I was cocky. I was, you know, I was, I was full of myself and I would walk into a person's house and, you know, showcase, grab a leash, wrestle with the dog, show them how, you know, amazing I could, I could transform the dog in seconds in minutes. I could transform them walking on a leash. Look how easy it is. It's a piece of cake. You know, I used to do that. It was an ego thing. That was just for me. Now, part of it was not just the ego. Part of it was that I wanted to use that as a demonstration to show the possibilities which is great. But most of the time when people like myself were doing it, it was just to show off and to showcase how awesome we are. But here's the thing. You can showcase and show off as much as you want. You could demonstrate the possibilities, but that reality does not become reality unless the dog owners are in the right state of mind, meaning they're able to do exactly what it is that you did and do it and be how you are in order to achieve those results. So I'll repeat that. Lo repeto. Scribete. Write some notes. So if you want to get the success out of the dog owners, or in, you know, in other words, create this long-term behavior by the dog owners doing it, they need to learn how you are, meaning emotionally, mentally, spiritually, how you are when you're relating to the dog, but you also ha- they also have to know what you did and do the exact same way. And it becomes like a little bit of a, of a, of a, of a trade-off. And that's really the difficulties that, that, that I have with, with, with my clients is because they need to get their mind and their body in sync, right? So learning the technique, practicing the techniques, but also gain the mindset to be calm and firm. That's really the key. Understanding and absorbing the material, understanding the concepts, the principles, and how to implement those. That takes transformation. So that's when I already am in that mindset. I'm already practiced those techniques. I know how to do them. So I walk in, boom, I get them done. And there's tons of other people. They'll put their videos on Facebook and Instagram and on social media and YouTube. And they'll, you know, oh, look how wonderful I am. Well, that's all well and good. Congratulazione, congratulazione. What have you accomplished? Because at the end of the day, you go home and these people are like, come, come drones, come they're just lost. They don't, they don't know you know, how to take it from there. And the other problem with that, too, is that the dog is kind of lost as well. Because, yes, you did step, up, step in. You established yourself as that authority figure. You established yourself as the one to give directions, boundaries, and limits. But now you're gone. So the void is back. So guess what? those people don't have that same confidence that's that same uh, ability so the dog's not going to trust and respect them so the dog's going to go back to that you know what i'm saying so all the show boating in the world let me show you how it's done let me let me let me let me do this for you great but you plan on moving in the one line i hear okay so often at least 3 to 4 times a week is can you move in and i'm sure that other people that are you know that are you know at my level kind of thing, uh, or doing the same philosophy kind of thing. I'm sure they hear the same stuff because yeah, as soon as we walk in, we know what to do. We know how to be, I'll repeat that. We know what to do and we know how to be. So if the clients, if the dog owners don't learn how to be and what to do, then there is no success story there, you know, I'm showcasing. I'm, I got my videos. I'm going to post them on social media. Oh, look at this dog. Oh, look at the transformation. Bullshit. That's what I'm talking about when it comes to You listening, listening. Don't compare yourself or your dog to others because five-minute video, one-minute video, 30-second video, you don't know the reality behind that crock. You know what I'm saying? It's just you're showcasing, you're showboating, how did you get there? Is that long-term? Was there other things involved? We don't know. You know, I used to do this all the time. Back in the day, I had tons of videos of myself, tons. I used to have my clients videotape me. Look at, look, look at what I'm doing. Right. But then I would have them do it. And in my head, and this is what a lot of professionals do. They just show off. They just show off They're, You know, I have side, I had side-by-side videos. One of them, one of me, right? And I'm showcasing the transformation. Okay. Wow. This guy, the Pac Man, is amazing. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Of course I know what I'm doing. But what's the purpose of me knowing what I'm doing if I can't teach the dog owners to do the same stuff and to be the same way in here and in here, in my head, in the head and in the heart? That's what it boils down to. That's really where you get the results. And that's really the reason. Why my focus is on training people, not training dogs. See the roads, how the paths. The path when I first started doing this back in the day was different. You know, my goal was to be, you know, like all these others. I just wanted to work with the dogs. I wanted to, you know, grab the leash, put the be around the dogs. It's great. But how, and and what's the, what's the most efficient way to help these dogs? What's the most efficient way to make sure that either number one, they don't go down those wrong, the wrong paths, or number two, we fix them and we bring them back onto the right path from the wrong path. What's the most efficient way? And honestly, the most efficient way is to educate, teach, 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 educate, and unfortunately, there's this warfare with the professional dogs, with the, with the dog professionals, with the treats and the obedience commands and science-based and all this happy horse shit. And you know what? All these people do is they create nothing more than havoc. They create nothing more than problems. I see this so often, and it's so frustrating where people will – and again, I don't want to get too much into this. This is going to be a whole other topic because I'm already pissed off just at the thought of it. But, uh, you know, dogs are dogs. Are afraid of people. Oh, you know, you just have to give it time and just give them treats. Dog's aggressive towards other dogs. Ah, eh, just give them some treats. Make sure he sits, then give him some treats. Gotta teach him obedience commands. Dog runs away, gotta teach him obedience commands. Oh, beddamatche, these people. Me fanno i va fare in culo. We have to teach people the reality. We have to teach people, dog owners, those dog owners that are responsible. And you know, I was thinking about this this past couple of weeks because in New Jersey over here, and I I don't know if the the the, the, the factual of, of situation of it, but there was this like this 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 potential law that was going to be passing a responsible dog owner law, whatever else called, and it was basically about. Um, you know, supposedly, something I I didn't, see, I, didn't, I didn't really look into it to be honest because I think I think it was just you know a bunch of bullshit. Um, something about like you know people with with bigger dogs were supposed to have fences and whatever. You know this responsible dog owner law thing. It it's it starts with the pros. That's really where it starts from. It starts with the pros. It starts with responsible the, the irresponsible stupid dog professionals along with stupid and irresponsible dog lovers, those that don't believe that a dog should be corrected. Notice I said, corrected, not punished, corrected a dog that should not have um, leadership, a dog that is not just about loving and kissing them. And that's about it. And then the professionals that are just all the science-based and just all about, you know, lovey dovey and all this bullshit, you know, this is where it starts because there's a lot of people that want to know what to do. There's a lot of people that don't know what to do and they're trying to figure it out. But unfortunately, listen, there's those that there's those that just don't care. So but those that want to learn, those that want to do the right thing, the problem what happens with some of those people is that, yes, you know, and we talked about this on a previous podcast when it comes to, um, the different personalities of dogs. Some dogs are just predisposed to be perfect. No matter how bad you are, no matter how everything you do wrong. Listen, peanut, my first dog, I did everything wrong. I know that for a fact, I did everything wrong. He turned out great. He turned out perfect, but had nothing to do with me. You know, if I had done the same thing with socks and pepper, life would be a whole other story right now. You know what I mean? Not just, you know, professionally, but with them in general. Because these are different dogs. Their mindset is different. It's a different situation. So, you know, yes, sometimes you do the dog training crap. You go to the schools and the floofy, floofy crap and whatever, and the tricks and the treats and whatever, and you have no problems. Yes, it does happen. But that's based on the dog. It's not based on you. And if you're going to have dogs throughout your life, or if that personality changes or whatever the case may be, you're going to be in trouble because you don't have the tools. Now, there are those people, like I said, that do want to learn, that do want to do the right thing. But when they go looking for help, they look for help and they find it from these idiots that just give them the wrong information. From these idiots that are supposed to be, you know, fixing problems, you know, and and for example, you know, there's one particular dog trainer who I, I know who... Um, who uh, their client actually rescued a dog from one of the rescues that I'm affiliated with. I'm going to keep this really short. Again, I don't want to take this into too much of a tangent. We'll hold this off for a different topic, the the the, the, the bashing of that. But uh, now think about it. This is a dog trainer who is supposed to fix behavior problems, right? That's kind of like how I would see it. So this particular person has a client at their facility and you know, they adopted a the dog from one of the rescue people that I know, and they wanted their quote unquote dog trainer to see this dog. So they saw the dog, and the dog was, you know, I think it was like a little Yorkie or something. The dog was exhibiting dominant dominance, right? Excited and dominance, nothing else. So the trainer saw it, didn't like it. The people decided to take him anyway. They brought him to the facility for training to fix the problem. Within a day, They called the rescue saying they wanted to return the dog. Why? Because their dog trainer told them that this dog was aggressive. So then he needed to be returned. Now, if you're a dog trainer and you're saying that this dog is aggressive, so you have to bring him back, then what exactly is your role in this world? What exactly is your purpose? Again, to teach the tricks, to teach the tricks. I mean... Duh Fasenzo, right? Makes sense. So if that's your purpose, if that's what you do, you don't say return this dog. What you do say is listen, this is not what I fix. I don't know how to fix this stuff, but there are people that do know how to fix this stuff. You know what I mean? That's what I would think would be the right course of action. Otherwise, this person who is you're their trusted advisor, their trusted dog trainer. And they're listening to you based on that, then you basically have to look for the perfect dog for them to be happy. You know what I mean? And by the way, that dog was not aggressive by any means necessary at all, at all. But this idiot was just, you know, making assumptions. And, and that's the problem is we just label dogs. They just label dogs and dog lovers do the same. Every dog is fearful. They're not aggressive. They're just fearful. They're not. They're just misunderstood because they were abused. No, they were. They were they're misunderstood because they didn't have any discipline. They weren't treated like dogs. They were treated like babies and they were allowed to do whatever they wanted. That's the reason stupid ass, stupid city Oh, please. Anyway, that, like I said, I don't want to deviate from that. But again, going back to like I was saying about, about training people, if we teach people what's necessary, we teach them about what a dog needs, what a dog wants, right? That's what I do. You know, here at Pac-Man to the Rescue, that's what we focus in on. That's why our virtual program has been proven to be just as successful as our in-person program because of the fact that I don't need to be in the person's house in front of a dog to give them the knowledge and the skills necessary to get what's necessary, what's what to, to do what's necessary to get the job done. You know what I mean? It's not needed. It's changing the mindset, changing the, 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 the way you understand and you grasp things. Then it's just practice, you know? So when we train people, we are saving not just one dog. We're saving a load of dogs, you know? whether they're fosters, you know, you're going to be adopting dogs throughout your life, whatever, it is, whatever the situation is. But the point of it is that if you don't know what to do and you keep doing the wrong things, you're still going to be giving the same results, you know? So I feel that that I could do much more of a service by not work focusing on fixing the dog, but by fixing the people who bottom line. I mean, listen, believe it or not, it's, they're the ones who caused the problem in the first place. Yeah. There's some c- cases of abuse. It does happen, but 99%, 99% of the time, it's because people just do the wrong things. These are not mean people or evil people. These are just, just people that watch YouTube channels, listen to this, listen to that. And they just buy it. They just believe it. You know, it's just as so simple because when you think when you think about it, you don't even escort You You just give them the treats and the cookies and whatever. But if it was that easy, why is there so why are there so many troubled dogs and so many poorly behaved dogs out there? If it's that easy with just obedience commands and treats, explain that to me. Can somebody explain that to me, please? Come on, it makes no sense. Non fa senso. Non fa senso. Chi sono Oh, doesn't make sense. We need to focus on the reason why these dogs went around down the wrong path. And the reason why is because dog owners, most of them are responsible dog owners. They just lack the knowledge. That's what I do. I take responsible dog owners, responsible dog lovers, and I make them knowledgeable dog lovers, knowledgeable dog owners. You know what I mean? Those that just don't care, they'll just do whatever, you know, Whatever. You know, those that just are love and love and love and treats and treats and treats, they'll just never get it and whatever. You know, you gotta understand, you know, if you wanna have a dog that's happy, fulfilled, and well behaved, remember it's a relationship. It's a relationship. Take yourself out of your own shoes and put yourself in the shoes of another dog. I mean, you gotta know Skype. Shoot, the dogs have shoes. I mean, they do have them actually, you know, they're, they'll walk all funny with those damn things, but I don't use them. But anyway, but you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Take yourself out of your shoes and put yourself in your dog's shoes. Understand what your dog needs, how your dog think feels and acts. It's different than a human. We're different species We have different ways of doing things. So You know, much like men and women, same species, but different ways of thinking, different ways of reacting, different ways of feeling, you know what I mean? So we have to understand their perspective. We have to learn what they want, what they need, provide them what they want and they need, because I got news for you. You bring a dog home, they're automatically going to provide you what you want and need. But then when you're not doing your job, guess what? Then all of a sudden they misbehave. And then, oh, this dog's driving me crazy. Oh, you so kind of you food? Oh, cup, you get a of oh, I'm going to get rid of him. I'm going to do this gonna, because they're driving you crazy. But I got news for you. They're giving you what you wanted. Why didn't you provide them what they wanted? Whose fault is it? You know what I mean? Now, some people don't know. Some people don't care. Some people just got the wrong information and they bought into it. And I have, I had tons of clients have tons of clients who have worked with other professional dog training professionals who we'll get into that another time. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's, that's the reality of the situation. That's the bottom line of the situation is it's, has got, it's about training people, not training dogs. And yes, there are those professionals where if you bring your dog to board and train because you have dogs that are just aggressive and, you know, anxious or whatever and you can't handle this you bring them there but you got to make sure that they teach you what they did because that's the other problem with some of these these professionals is they know what to do they just won't share those secrets you know what i'm saying they'll keep it to themselves they don't want to teach you how to do it no you bring your dog to me and i'll take care of it you know but then when you bring them home if you don't continue you know it, it just doesn't happen it just does not happen you know, and you're the type of professional that you need has to be based on what it is that you're trying to achieve. You just want your dog to be trained to be off leash and all that kind of crap. And that's the other thing I, I was I meant to say before about like this being off leash and this long recall and all this crap outside and all this shit. That's all tricks. You could be you could teach a dog to do that. Yeah. Put the e collar on them and, you know. Teach him all that crap. You could teach your dog to paint your walls. That'd Be cool actually. Show me me share some videos I like, can take care of that and then send them over here to paint my walls. But um you could change them that. But here's the key you don't have to teach your dog to be off leash and then come to you or whatever it is. Because if you have a trust respect relationship with your dog, ready for this? They'll do it automatically. I never taught socks and pepper to walk off leash, I never taught them to come to me outside or whatever, never did it. I just do it. They were never taught to do it. You know why they do it? Trust and respect because the relationship we have is that. It's a trust, respect relationship built on the fact that I did everything that they needed and wanted, not just what I thought they needed and wanted or what I wanted to just to make myself feel better. The poor babies just want to love them and kiss them and hug them. They do, definitely do that, <laughs> lots of that, believe me, but it's part of it, it's not all of it. Now that's more than anything else because that's kind of like how it works. When you put things in place, you can start to loosen up the reins a little bit because there's already an understanding that things are already in place. So you could just reap the reward of all that work. That's the beauty of it. You reap the reward of all that work, It's it's wonderful. It's just amazing, you know what I mean? So anyway, that's that's a little bit of my my situation. So yeah, so going back to to the recall thing, like I was talking about, you don't have to teach your dog to certain do certain things. Sit, stay, lay down, come, all that crap. They know how to do it. If your dog trusts and respects you, they'll do it automatically without having to pay thousands upon thousands of dollars to get it done. Yeah, it's really that simple. You got to focus on what their the problem is. Why isn't my dog coming to me when uh, when I call him? Hmm. Maybe doesn't respect you. Maybe he's too excited. His brain is focused, is just hyped up. He can't, you know, narrow it down and focus. That's the problem. But but, well, he needs to be trained to come to me. Yeah. You keep telling yourself that buster, keep saying that. We'll see where that ends up. But anyway. So, yeah, so that's the different types of professionals, you know, that's, that's the not, not comparing yourself situation, you know, and I was a little Lola place. Like, I like, like I always am, you know, listen, I like to, uh, I like to teach, inspire and entertain. That's what my passion is. I am Pat the Pac-Man and that's what I do. This is Bark Your Balance. That's what we do. That's what we do. So, um, and we train people, not dogs, for that exact reason, because happy, happy owner, knowledgeable owner, you know, we create happy, fulfilled and well-behaved dogs, you know, And this all starts from teaching the owners what their dogs want, what their dogs need, what the dogs are all about. We train people, not dogs for that exact reason. And I take pride in that and that's why I'm the Pac-Man. So, you know, and then like I said, don't compare yourself, your situation, my previous dog. Just listen, don't worry about all that crap. Don't worry about what other people tell you. Don't worry about what you see. Oh, well, I saw this dog do this. And I said, listen, everybody has a story. Everybody has crosses, but not everybody reveals them. You know, oh, look at this, this one bought a new, new house. And this one bought an, you don't know the backstory. You don't know the, what's going on behind closed doors. You don't know the facts. You don't know anything. So even if, listen, they're, they're loaded. God bless them. You know, they got tons of money, but who knows what's going on? Maybe their health is, is, is shit. You know, who knows what's going on? Everybody has their crosses to bear. Everybody was, everybody, if you think about this logically, you know, we're all like envious of other people for one reason or another, but I guarantee that there's other piece, other people that are envious of us for other reasons or another. So we're envious of them. They're envious, envious of us. You know, we have, you know, what they want. They have what we want. But guess what? Just be freaking happy. Don't worry about what anybody else does. Don't worry about other dogs. Don't worry about your previous dog. This is your dog. You know what I'm saying? Your previous dog was your previous dog. This is your dog, you know? If you have to, if you're struggling with this dog, I got news for you. It's because you don't, you didn't have the right knowledge. You didn't have the right skill set. This dog is challenging you. This dog is making you learn to be better. That's a great thing. That's a blessing. That's how I see it. You know, that's why I see it. When people encounter a dog, that's, that's difficult after they've had dogs for so long, this is, that's a blessing. That's like, that's great because it's challenging you to get better. It's challenging you to improve your dog skills, your dog knowledge, you know? And guess what? It's about training people, not training dogs. So listen, that's uh, that's my spiel for today. You know, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Barking for Balance. Don't forget, I really want you to make sure that you subscribe. Ha ha ha, you thought I was gonna say something else. But yeah, no, seriously, make sure you subscribe to, uh, to all the platforms so you don't miss this podcast. And if you have any questions, just please let me know any topics you want me to cover. Definitely let me know. And I really wanna resolve this, Sauce versus versus gravy war. So let's try to figure that out too. And, um, you know, let's do that. At the same time, let's make sure that we focus on training people, not training dogs. You know, we could do a lot, much, a a lot better. Uh, We could do much better for the dog community, for the animal community, if if people learn what's necessary, uh, as opposed to just screwing them up and then send them someplace else to get fixed. You, You know, you're not learning anything. That's unless somebody's teaching you that. And unfortunately, There's not many of those. There's those that are just, you know, covering it up with bullshit, pretending, and to do something completely different. And they're masquerading. They're creating the illusion. Some that just, you know, showboat, keep the secrets to themselves, and great. But the more we educate dog owners, the better off the dog community is. That's my philosophy. Tell me what you guys think. But anyway, uh, so sauce versus gravy. Let's figure out what the word is. What's the word? It's sauce, gravy, and what is it? That's the big question. Let's end this war once and for all so we can have peace. I'm going to go eat now. I'm so hungry. I'm going to go eat. So anyway, guys, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Barking for Balance. And uh, I am Pat the Pac-Man. Catch you next time.